Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We would like to open the phones, Donna. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome so, back. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, it's good good to have you. Yeah, good to have the people. 651-641-1071. Wide open phone lines only for a specific group of people. Wow, how exclusive of us. For the second week in a row, at this time on a Friday, we're asking, who's listening? Last week, we wanted to hear from farmers, and we had farmers call in. This time, per a listener's suggestion... We are deciding to ask anyone who works in the death business. Do you work at a morgue? Do you Are you a mortician? Do you work at a funeral home? Uh, do you work in a graveyard? Do you dig graves? An animal crematorium? Anything inside the, the world of death. If that's you, if that's your text tone, <laughs> when you check into work, you can call us at 651-641-1071. And each week we're going to do a different a different group of people. Could be professions, could be hobbies, could be all, a variety of things. But yeah. today we want to know, do you work in a funeral parlor, at a crematorium, at a cemetery? Yeah. Are you, uh, remember the show Quincy? He was a... Forensics, you know, autopsy guy. Oh, okay. If you're an autopsy guy or girl. Yeah, you can you can call us. You can also email us, Donna and Steve Show at mytalk1071.com. We know that's a little easier for some of you as well. Um, and then we will, maybe at the end of this, we'll pick out our, our next topic for next week. Now, I think we're, we're swinging for the fences here because this is a very specific line of work. Think of how many times you've been at a party and the person says, yes, I work at a morgue, right? It doesn't happen a ton. But, uh, but if you are in that line of work, we would love to hear from you. We do have someone on the line. Who do we have, Mike? I'm going to start with Courtney. Hey, Courtney. Hey, Courtney. First and foremost, welcome to the Donna and Steve experience. How are you? Hello. Um, so tell us, what line of work are you in? Well, I'm actually a funeral singer. A oh, funeral neat. singer. Interesting. Yep. Okay, tell I, me what that involves. I literally involves. heard this as I was pulling out of a funeral that I just sang <gasps> this morning. Oh my gosh. Wow. So how do, what, what do you mean? Like, are you on, how do people know that you're a funeral singer? Are you listed somewhere? How do they reach out and book you? You know, nowadays it's mostly through the funeral homes. So I just work for a bunch of different funeral homes and some of the bigger churches. And then they just call as funerals pop up. And, I mean, I go all over for these. Today I was just at Lakewood. Um, but oh, beautiful. But anywhere around the Twin Cities, whether it be in a church, in a funeral home, outside. 
whole bunch of different venues. That's now, nice. do you do you speak with the family being a funeral singer? And if you work in a in a funeral home or anything like that, a cemetery, call us six five one six four one one zero seven one. We're doing who's listening funeral edition today, I suppose. Uh, do you do you interact with the family, or do you just go up and sing your designated song or two, and then see yourself out? Um, sorry, it's. Can you repeat that again? Yeah, yeah, I know it can be a little tricky to hear. Um, do you interact with the family at the funeral, yeah, or do you sometimes just sometimes I leave? do. A lot of it, I'd say like maybe 75% is done through the funeral home or the church or the funeral director. Mm-hmm. But if there's like special requests um, as far as music or the family sometimes just wants to maybe feel more of a connection with you and want them to know your love, their loved one a little bit, mm. or if like a family member wants to sing or play an instrument, then I have connection with the with the family. But almost always, they're so thankful, and you you talk to them a bit afterwards, and it's super interesting because you get to know the family because you are like sitting right up there front and center mm. during the funeral. Oh my gosh, my goodness! Well, listen, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for yeah. doing what you do because it sounds like it really blesses those families in the midst of a really tough time. So. We appreciate you calling, Courtney. Uh, who do we have next, Miguel? All right, we got Sally on the line. Hey, Sally. Hi, Sally. How are you? Hi. All right, so tell us, what line of work are you in? Well, I went to school and um, became a mortician and then kind of switched gears, and now I'm in the animal death care industry. Okay, let's start with mortician. Tell us what your your duties were. Were you, and I don't mean to be grim here, but this is the nature of the business. Were you dressing and making up the the people who had passed away their bodies? Correct. Um, Embalming, dressing, um, making them up, making them look nice, running funerals, talking to the families about everything. Okay. uh, Cremation. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's take a step back here. What is, what was it like the first time they said, okay, now it's time for you to go and put makeup on this dead body. I mean, was that a surreal, <laughs> like, scary, strange experience? It was. Not necessarily, because by that point, I had made it all the way through school. And, yes, in the beginning at school, um, that was that was scary and we did i did have classmates that would cry and have to leave because they didn't want to oh my um, touch the dead body but ultimately that is what we're there for okay now right, i got a, right. a, another question that's coming to my mind um do you have to work in a team because i'm thinking you know they, they often have funeral clothes that they'd like to be buried in and so if you have to put a suit a long sleeve shirt a tie and a jacket on a, a body and they are very literally, and I'm not saying this to be crass, dead weight by definition. How are you doing that? Is it a team of two or three people that get these bodies prepared for display? Um, sometimes. Um, sometimes we'll use a lift. It's a mechanical lift that kind of lifts them up so one oh, person wow. can do it. But we also, kind of a little secret, we cut the clothes. Sure and kind of wrap it around them so we're not actually like shimmying shirts over heads and stuff they're okay. basically cut in the back pinned and taped so it looks nice but it's easier for us to get on because it's not like they're going to be going out partying after the funeral so um their clothes get put on in in kind of a creative way especially if we're working by ourselves sally did you watch six feet under 
I did. It's that's one of my favorite shows ever. Such a great show. I mean, I, I learned so much just from watching that show because it's about yeah. a family who owns a funeral. Yeah, home. right. Um, I have one last question, which is, did you ever have? A mishap because if we screw up at work, it's usually like we're saying something stupid or something that's not true. But like, did somebody <laughs> ever start to slide off of a table or the weight got a little left to center and now it's like, oh crap, I'm in it now? It does happen, you oh, know, uh, unfortunately, but we do our best not to let anything like that happen oh, because it's, I mean, it is such a sensitive line of work. That, no kidding. Um, at least where I've worked, and myself personally, I I would rather not take on a task and risk potentially not hurting them. But you know what I mean. Of course, right. I know but, absolutely. But it does. It happens. I mean, there's there are I I could share tons of stories that have happened, but maybe not on the radio. Yeah. Okay. All right, Sally. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for the very important work that you do as well. I think we have time for one more quick call. Who do we have, Donna? Uh, we have Sarah, it looks like. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Is this my Sarah? Oh, hey. Hi, oh. yes, this is your Sarah. Oh, hi. Hello? Hey, uh, Sarah. So what line of work are you in? Uh, I uh, used to be a funeral director. I went to school also to be a funeral director. Wow, what is schooling for becoming a funeral director? Is that a specific school that you go to? Yeah, uh, so I went to the U of M, and it's uh, you get your degree in science, majoring in mortuary science. It's a pretty small um, department class, too. I mean, I think I graduated with like twenty people. Wow, my goodness! And and uh, like, what's the the most surprising part about being a funeral director? Everybody thinks that you walk around and you look like you're in black and white from the Munsters. But <laughs> what's like, what's the most surprising part about lo- your line of work? That we're actually, most people think we're just really creepy people. Most morticians are probably the most compassionate people you'll ever meet. Oh, that's Aww. a beautiful way to say that. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Well, listen, thank you for the, the line of work that you're in. And thank you for our callers and our listeners who happen to work in the death business. Yeah, it takes a very special kind oh of person gosh. to do that. People who work in hospice also, that's oh. angels on angels earth. Angels on earth. By so the way, that was my neighbor, Sarah. Oh. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's why I said, is this my Sarah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So her daughter, Vanessa, used to walk Buddy for me because she oh. loved Buddy so much. Anyway, thanks for calling in, Sarah, and everybody else. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? Where are we? Yeah, where, where did oh, the show Oh, finally. Go? Finally. <laughs> we're oh. there. I am going to tell you, you guys, forget multiplying by seven when it comes to determining how old your dog is. Uh, Research explains how to better calculate your dog's age. I will share that with you. And keyword, you will need a calculator. It sounds like a graphing calculator. Texas Instruments, people. That when we come back, it's on Steve on my talk. Hey, happy Friday, friends. Thank you. Donna was talking to the listener, not you. Okay. That's Steve for Chan Acid Dinner Theaters, one of my favorite entertainment spots. I just love it there. Want to make sure that you know about the big news. Have you heard? Coming to Chan Acid Dinner Theaters main stage, opening June 16th, the sensational show, Jersey Boys. I'm going. All right. Yeah. She's going to be there. It's the story of Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons and their incredible musical journey. Jersey Boys, it's thrilled audiences around the world. And now we get to experience it right here in our own backyard. 
Also, an incredible concert series always happen in a chant. How about tributes to Boz Skaggs, Judy Garland, James Taylor, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, and tons more. By the way, a little inside scoop here, too. They just put out their concert list heading into the holidays. They have a really great deal where if you buy three concerts, you get the fourth one for free, ladies and gentlemen. So everybody wants first shot at these new shows, so go check that out. Scoop up that deal. ChanHassanDT.com. Don't forget Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret laughs every Friday and Saturday night. Chan Hassan Dinner Theaters. All right, sexy babies. Thank you for listening. Donna and hill. Steve. What? What? I was just saying on the hill. Oh, okay. You're just repeating whatever's you're hearing? I'm trying to turn that into a call and response line at Taylor Swift concerts. That if that goes viral here, like when she's coming to concert here soon, when? Tomorrow? Friday? Sometime in June? Doesn't remember. matter. Point is, when she says, I want the entire XL Energy Center to very just dry to say, on the hill. <laughs> like that kid on the middle who just repeats everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have got a study. That you've been teasing for 23 and a half yeah, hours. Right. <laughs> studies whatever. have shown that medical... Studies have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings, our study buddies... The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. Okay. So, for a hundred years, we have been saying, oh, my dog's seven. That means he's 49. Because seven times seven is 49. That ain't how it works. Veterinarians know this. They'll be on our list of people. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll have vets called in sometimes. For sure. So, you, there's research that is explaining how to better calculate your dog's age. So, the truth is that old rule of thumb, totally off. A new study used what's called epigenetics which looks at changes that affect gene activity and expression. Okay, this is the boring part. But it helped researchers develop a mathematical equation to help determine your dog's true human age. Okay? All right. So, for example, young dogs age rapidly. Mm. Okay, so like if you have a three-month-old dog, you actually have a nine-year-old dog. Okay. And then... Um, by age seven, that aging starts to slow. By age seven, human years? No, but yes, yes. Okay. By, well, dog, by, once they are on the earth for seven years, <laughs> the, the process of aging slow. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Was down. Where were they before? I'm not sure. So the formula is, and you need the in button on your calculator. <laughs> So you can, you know, do this easily like at dinner. Right. You got a dog, right? Yeah. The Are you saying the letter N or the word in? The word in. Okay. So if you it's, open up your computer calculator, there's a little three buttons on the left side. Click on that. Change it to scientific. Oh. And then the bottom left is going to become in. Oh, okay. okay. So wait, say that again. This Mike? is on the computer. I don't know if you're doing it on oh, your phone. Okay. That might be slightly different. Oh yeah, you hit that scientific one. Yeah. Uh, but I don't see the in. So go on. from standard. There's three little dashes by standard. Click on that and change it to scientific, and then in. It's the bottom left on your computer. This is my talk 1071 where talk is fun. We're doing a deep dive yeah, on dog like ages gonna... right okay, now so and how to access the in button on a calculator. So here's how it works. Right. I'm just. I'm not going to give you. I'll give you the formula in a minute. Okay. But if your dog is six months old, it's actually the equivalent of a 20-year-old human. Nine months old, you got a 26-year-old. If your dog is a year old, it's the equivalent of a 31-year-old. You have an 11-year-old dog, he's 69. And then it just, you know, then you're just adding a couple of human years a year. You follow? Can you tell me the the formula? The formula again, because I have the calculator up. Okay, sixteen. Okay. Times. All right. In. Uh huh. Then your dog's age. Uh huh. Equals. Uh huh. Oh wait. Plus thirty-one. Okay, plus. So it's sixteen times in. Okay, yeah, that's why you have Rex at forty-eight and a half. Yes. How old is he? In he's a little under three, so I'm using three. So yeah, so yeah. he's I had him as forty nine, yeah. three full years, sixteen times the in button, dog's age, plus thirty one. That's your human age right there. You follow? Yes. Thirty one <laughs> equals. Can you do it for an eleven year old? Because I think I'm doing something wrong. Because I'm getting two hundred and seven. Oh, okay. It should be a 69-year-old. So, you know what? Maybe I'll just tweet out the picture of... That's what I'll do. I'll take a picture of all the ages from three months to 16 years, and then you could just look at my Twitter. And give me a follow. Oh, very nice. (laughs) It's uh, at Valentine Donna. Just give me like five minutes to get it up. Um, I find it fascinating that we're so fascinated to know the dog's age. More, what I would like to know is, I wish we had a tracker on the dog. And I know we we could say the tail is the tracker, right? You learn a lot from the tail. Sure. But I'd like to see what's happening in the brain of the dog, what's releasing happy chemicals, bad chemicals, et cetera. Like, where do they like to be pet the most? I hear the chest, but I'd like to see in real time what's happening in the brain when that happens. Like, I that's what I would like to see. Because I feel like we make up, a lot of the stuff we think we know about dogs. Well, we might, but there are people who study animals. That's how I, I want to know how they're studying it. Are they, and I bet they have seen inside of the brain and that it's like, Oh, look, when you 
you know, pet them on their chest as opposed to on the, their back, there's like a happy chemical that gets released. Sure. Do they like it when you're scratching the sides of their face? I don't know. Yeah, I hear you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. I mean, a tail wag's a good indicator. Yeah, that's a good that's And a how good they one. hold their tail, tail, you could tell if they're frightened. But mine's only angry. got like a thumb tail. Oh, yeah, he's... Oh, sure. Yeah, a little nubbin. Sure. So those are trickier. I hear you. Sometimes their hips, you know, their butts wiggle. Yeah. It's fun. Guess what time it is. <laughs> Rock O'Clock. You got it. Wonder how old he is in dog years, because he's old in human years. <laughs> Hello, it is indeed Rocco for MNFatLoss.com, the weight loss plan that helped me lose, I'd say about 25 pounds since March. I basically did it in two months. That was called the reduction phase of the program. Now I'm in what they call uh, the maintenance phase where I just kind of uh, I add some things maybe back into my diet that I couldn't have in those first couple months where I was losing all that weight. And now I'm just kind of staying. And I, believe me, I want to stay here. I do not want to go back to being that guy, not fitting into my clothes, looking uh, not great in photos and short films that we might have made on the Donna and Steve show. Uh, I'm feeling great. I did it the right way with a doctor and his team. I didn't eat prepackaged meals. I didn't even exercise. Uh, this doesn't involve counting calories, counting points. Um, I was eating the foods I love. I still am. And I was losing up to a pound a day. You could too with mnfatloss.com. Results may vary. Good morning. Welcome back to the show. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun and it is a very special time. Woo! This guy again. What's up, Rocco? Who invited him? There's something wrong with Rocco. What do you want, Rocco? What time is it? It's Rocco Clock. Rocco, good morning. Hey, Rocco. How's it going? Uh, you know, it's going. You know, we're, we're coming off of a deep dive segment in... Uh, dog ages and mm-hmm. it involved us busting out a calculator on the air and using setting it in scientific mode so that we could access the in function button we're getting some tweets some good responses woody said that was some compelling radio Started is there any chance been... that you got the math right on anything <laughs> we don't know how rude now was that person being sarcastic i believe they were because at one point mike had to verbally describe to you how to access the in button that you were yelling at us at all morning off the air saying, I need a calculator with the damn in button. (laughs) But anyway, Rocco, my three-year-old dog is, um, is actually 49, not 21. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Rocco, how old's your dog? I don't know. Two and a half years in human earth years. Yeah. So we're going to put him at like 45. Okay. 45 TV. (laughs) Um, no, he's, uh, yeah, dog's yeah, 42, not that old. 42-ish. When'd you get your dog? Like March, two years ago, I think. March of 21, huh? I think so. Well, Sounds yeah. right. All next right, year, th- you're going to have a 50-year-old. He's not 42. Come he's on. 42, dude. Get, that involved an in button? The in button, which can only be accessed on <laughs> A scientific the, calculator. Yeah, scientific calculator. You need to either be working like a... TI calculator, <laughs> graphing calculator. Uh, apparently, we're really off. That's actually a lowercase L and N. That's the logarithm button. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember an in button, but oh, Donna's that... yelling all board. Donna's just she's typing away in between segments, commercial, blah blah blah, and then the first thing I hear is, "Hey, does your calculator have an in button?" 
And this was after she, Rocco, she deep teased this segment at the end of yesterday's show. So it was a 23 and a half hour tease and the payoff uh, felt appropriate. Uh, <laughs> you guys should just never do math. And now to make it better though, it's more accessible now. She has on Twitter, Donna just posted a photo of the piece of paper where she sees it. And so that's a very easy guide that you can go and follow her go. and see it there. Hmm. Did you ever have like a checkbook that had like a built-in calculator? Donna, no. that seems like something you would have had. <laughs> that would be cool. Rude. And by the way, I w- couldn't find the in button because I only saw the LN button. <laughs> I was like, oh, this isn't going to work. I don't oh, know, well, guys. My eye. That's shocking. Oh, my God. There's a reason we're all in this business and not a business that involves calculators. <laughs> yeah, you are right about that. Even a, if somebody asked me to run a spreadsheet right now, oh. I would I would stand up. I would look them in the eye, shake their hand and say, I bid you good day. And that would be my final day of working in that place. That's why I'm worried that if this this dries up someday and it will. Uh, what am I going to do? Well, this uh, chat right here kind of reminded me of back in high school, like algebra class or statistics or something. Mm. I'm going to take us back to health class. uh, Uh, Why? Specifically Steve's health class Uh for Friday's Slow Jam. Oh, no. I'm going to slow things down. (laughs) That's right. We're going to slow things down for the lovers out there. This is the Donna and Steve. You know where this is going, Donna? I don't remember. Babies? Yeah. I'm just trying to do more vibrant clapping. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, thanks. Look. It's the summer of clap. Is it? <laughs> Is that a bad thing? Yes. <laughs> it's an STD, isn't it? It sure is, Steve. Dang it. I feel like I needed to go to STD class. Didn't you take health? <laughs> yeah, I was in and out. The only thing I remember is us passing around a scrotum of prosthetic. <laughs> Wow, we didn't do that. That would have been cool. Donna, Donna, don't be weird. No, uh, but we, I mean, no, the girls men... don't know about boys, and boys don't know about girls. Uh, no, this is only to the boys in the class. You had to pass it around so that you could feel what a cancerous bump would feel like on a testicle. Got it. (laughs) Or even a non-cancerous bump. Donna, don't tell me how the class went, okay? (laughs) Who's that woman explaining my class to me about scrotums? Speaking of none of that, over the weekend, we decided, and we did it last night, to watch a movie that we've talked about. We've sung songs from it. Please don't thought, ever say Scrotum again. Thank you. <laughs> I don't want to hear that from you. 
，大了，人生才是 go term。Yeah, we do, we do, we can use other words. I said junk last week, and you got all mad at me. I'm starting to feel like you're not letting me talk about my body. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that was the Donna and Steve slow. Oh, that's funny. That was funny. That was pretty. Funny. I forgot how much time had elapsed after I started setting up. The Greatest Showman was the movie. <laughs> right. That's right. And Donna thought nothing of it and just thought, "Should I tell him? I have to say something. I'm going to say it." <laughs> I don't want you to say scrotum over it. Yeah. It's just such a weird word. Well, you know what else is a weird word? What? Poutine. I'm going to no. slow things down. Oh, no. That's right. We're going to slow oh. things down for the no. lovers out there. This is the Donna and Steve Slow Jam. We're less than 90 days out from the state fair. State Fair kicks <laughs> off, I believe, August 24th this year. Poutine. The countdown to poutine has begun. I don't really care for that word. I know why. It's a trend here. And I felt one first time I heard somebody say, Hey, have you tried the poutine at the state fair? I was like, whoa. I don't even stay that late. <laughs> to even get into that. What's happening? You know, there is a state fair... Uh, thingy going on right now like a preview oh well, it already, really i think it already happened never mm. mind anything i just said oh yeah <laughs> that was the donna and steve oh, donna. oh my gosh that's so funny <laughs> i don't even stay that late <laughs> i apologize i don't know it's came to my mind. that's funny Oh, good one, Rocco. Thank you. Oh, fun. man. Rocco, do you like the poutine at the fair? Um, I, not really, no. You know what I think it is? It's greasy. Do you try the tater top poutine, right? No, I don't think I have. Oh, the t- there's top you know, boss. Donna right down and the I, well, last year when you didn't even bother to go to the state fair, <laughs> like, we walked past it every morning, but yeah, like, it wasn't open like at 845 We kind of did it for you, Oh, Steve. my gosh. Well, don't act like you went out of your way. It's right on the way to the building. <laughs> we did it for I you. Know. I found it interesting. I there. I thought, oh, oh we're going to be able to try all these foods before it gets busy here. But I, I thought every food place was open like the entire day from like sun up to sundown. But many of them just like open for lunch. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and a little later in the morning. Like I think once you get to nine a.m. is a pretty good cutoff. If you're, but in the eight a.m. hour, it's still this weird breakfast time. I do maintain, if you haven't been to the fair in a while and the crowds deter you. There is, and we say this every year, there is no better time to be at the State Fair than first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. There is this wonderful crispness to it. It's peaceful. There's still the energy. You can feel it it building toward what's going to happen that day with all these people and different things going on. But it's really great. I love our walks up to the, the, the building before our show. 
I think those are so pleasant. Frankly, I wish we had like an extra 15 minutes just to walk around the fairgrounds yeah. a little bit. Well, we could get in earlier. Donna! Here she is. You know, she is in class. She's the student. Teacher, like, teacher. Yes. We could do extra reading this weekend. After all, it is a three-day weekend. I, I mean, here you are acting like there's no solution. You know, you're like, wow, if only we... We had more time. I'm loading up spitballs <laughs> from behind. There she goes again. <clears throat> she just got us another homework assignment. You know, Christmas <laughs> break is kind of long, teacher. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just think you and I would not have really... We hit it off well, now, but in Well, you're the guy who school, does the least amount to no, get by. No, I'm the guy who stresses out the least. It's like, all right, what's our project? What do we got to do? Let's do it. Let's get excited and do it. I don't know. Shouldn't we have 11 more meetings? Let's meet at the coffee <laughs> shop. There were always those people at college. How many times are we going to meet at this coffee shop and reiterate what you're doing and what I'm doing? Or how about we all go do the things we're expecting each other to do, and then we do them? I'm sorry. I don't know why I blew my... Oh, oh the clock went off. All right, Rocco. Bye, have Rocco. a great weekend, everybody. Thanks, Rocco. We're going to a concert. Yeah, we're going to a show. What is it? Hall & Oates, B-I-H. No, or no, not Hall and Oates. Sorry, Brooks and Dunn. Sorry. Sorry. Brooks and Dunn. Fun. And Brooks. Bye. 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 <laughs> we'll be back. Hey, it's Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. You may find it odd that I talk to you every day at this time about end-of-life services like simple cremation, but it obviously is a fact of life, and I'm glad that both of my parents have talked to me about their wishes uh, when their time comes, and uh, both parents say they'd like a simple cremation. Uh, in fact, my mom, who lives in town here, has made plans with Crescent Tide to have that simple cremation so that my sister and I don't have to stress about it. Uh, I won't do any weird funeral uh, ceremony, you know, play odd songs and weird things. Nope, simple cremation. Let's go have a nice dinner, talk about mom. That's what she wants. She's got it all buttoned up with Lisa over at Crescent Tide. That's what they do there. They just do simple cremations at a great price. They start at just $800. It's not just the pre-paying and pre-planning like my mom did. Uh, look at those Google reviews. You'll see when a death in the family occurs, Crescent Tide takes care of those families. My talk keyword, cremation. Final stretch. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071. Where talk is fun. Let's all go around and make a mouth sound quick. Okay. You go. <laughs> Mike? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Um. <laughs> you guys took the good ones. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I was trying something different. Joey laughs there and stuff. That was fun. That was an interesting noise. Yeah. Hey, did you just do the finger in the mouth thing, Donna? No, uh, I did with just my tongue. Boy, thanks. Yeah, Steve. the finger in the mouth thing—that's a fun little trick. I can't do that. I can't whistle with my finger. N- neither in my can mouth. I. Yeah. Oh, I would love. to. I wish I could just be like. Phew. Yeah, call your uh, kids down for yeah. dinner. Yes. And then people have said it's easy. Just like whatever, you lick your fingers, and then I mean, I just can't do it. Mike can't even whistle. He can't even standard whistle. Nope. Wow. You're looking at me. a man who cannot leisurely whistle. Not even like. Hey, daughter. Oh, my God. Oh, so can you snap? Even... Oh, I can snap. Okay, that's good. No, I can't. Wow, that's really unfortunate. How about when you suck in? Try sucking in. 
Oh, no, that's a tough watch. That's, yeah. <laughs> you was drinking a smoothie. <laughs> hey. Huh. Can we talk about this awkward moment that Sherry Shepard had? We sure can. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know With what you're Elizabeth talking about. With Elizabeth Vargas? Yeah, this happened on her show. And Sherry Shepard has since apologized. It was on Entertainment Weekly this morning. After asking Elizabeth Vargas, a recovering alcoholic, to get drunk with her oh, on the show. She didn't a know. A couple times during the show, she was like, I'm going to take you to the bar. We're going to drink. We're going to have a drink. Oh, no. Yes. And uh, and then Vargas jumped in with like, okay, I'll have my classic club soda with cranberry juice, but you can pound some shots. And then the host told Vargas that she was no fun, but would take her out anyway. You and me, we're going to be no, at the bar Sherry. going, it's not news tonight. That's what we've got to do. And then she continued oh, no. on and she was like, when we go to the bar and we get drunk and have a good time and we end up talking to some people and then Vargas interrupted her and said, you get drunk, I'll be your designated driver. And then Shepard continued and she was like, okay, you come home and write a, non, write a fictional book with a lot of sex, crime with a lot of sex. Oh boy. After <laughs> people start tweeting her like, uh, Hi. yeah, maybe let's not say that. And they were like, hey, you didn't mean it, but you owe Elizabeth Vargas an apology. We all know her yeah. past troubles with drinking, and yet you keep inviting her to drink. Let's go. Let's have fun. Let's drink. All that. And so um, Elizabeth Vargas said that Sherry called to apologize. She was very gracious. She just didn't know. Yeah. Not a big deal. Right. I was not at all upset. That's Sherry what... Shepard oh. um, shared with Entertainment Weekly, sometimes when you're doing live TV, you make mistakes. And today that happened during my Elizabeth Vargas interview. And I'm sorry for that. She was very gracious about it in the moment and on the phone when I called her to apologize afterwards. And she's looking forward to returning next season. I wonder why Elizabeth Vargas didn't just say, well, you know, I've had some problems before. You know, you don't want to make somebody feel bad. I think that's usually why people don't speak up for themselves. Is yeah, that the in the moment? Lovely then. Monday morning quarterback is always easier. It's like, oh, well, you should have just. But in the that's moment, true. you're in the, the social dynamic. Right? Yeah. And you don't want to embarrass her on TV. Right, exactly. Like, Elizabeth probably knew, like, oh, clearly she doesn't know. Right. Um, Yeah, and Sherry Shepard seems like a nice person. Yes. So strongly. Oh, boy. What do you want to do? Why don't we, um, hang on, before we call to get the soup, although, oh. Yeah? I just want to tell you this quickly. Something interesting I read about. El Nino. Hey, remember that Chris Vargas? <laughs> That's why you laughed. Um, we'll, get, we'll hear from El Nino here in just one moment. But apparently El Nino could be making a oh, return yeah. um, here this season. It's no. not like defined, but it could happen. El Nino pops up every handful of years. But it was interesting. I was reading in uh, the Morning Brew newsletter this morning, and they said there are sometimes conflicts, like, like dust-ups, like wars, that have been tied to times that El Nino is raging. Okay, so El Nino is always El Nino. It's well, not like every now and then. It's it, well, there was an El Nino. So, okay, but but El Nino is can cause some really significant heat. It's where part of the ocean heats up somewhat abnormally. Why some conflicts have been tied to it is they think it could be because with extreme heat, crops can suffer. And that can cause, you know, well, crap, certain parts of the world. It's like, well, then we don't have our stuff and let's get the fighting about this. So sort of a stretch, but they're trying to figure out correlation isn't always causation, but maybe. Here is a uh, one of the times that we were actually fortunate enough to hear from El Nino. I am a 
tropical storms must bow before El Nino. <laughs> Yo soy El Nino. For those of you who don't habla Espanol, El Nino is Spanish for the Nino. <laughs> Remember that, Chris Farley? Uh, yes, that was really good. Uh, now, El Nino it means like the little one, right? It means the Nino. He just said it. <laughs> Okay, thank you. It has a 90% chance of beginning this year. They believe it will cost the global economy $3 trillion throughout 2029. The boy, by the way. Okay. And Nina would be the girl. There you go. Okay. All right. Good to know. Yeah, El Nino in civil war in 93 tropical countries. It, It found that since 1951, out of five civil conflicts has been influenced by El Nino due to the declining crops and the violent conflicts that erupt out of that. Come down for moose soup after! It's always a surprise. Oh no, it's pocket and cheese. It's always a surprise. Oh no, it can't be. When do you think we're going to kill this bit? Never, Donna. We tried to kill it once, and we got 35 emails during one commercial break that said, please don't kill it. Hubbard's Cafeteria, please leave a message. Come on, man. Please leave a message at the tone. When finished, you may hang up or press pound for additional options. Take it, Donna. Brian, come on. No one's even here. Everybody's at the cabin. It's like an empty Friday. When's yeah. the last time you stood in a line in that cafeteria? We get down there right. before the line. Well, Chicken yesterday everything was fi- everything was free yesterday. Oh, because it was our hundredth birthday. Did they have any uh, free soup? Nope. What do we want the soup to be? And then we'll go down and check. Uh, I want it to be that deconstructed egg, egg roll. roll. I'm with you, Queen. All right, you're the Queen All of right. hearts. We'll go down anyway. We'll thank uh... you, Brian. We love you. Oh, maybe is he on? Oh, I thought. Yeah. Oh, hi. hey, bye. See ya. I forgot we were still talking. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? You have to do stuff. <laughs> hey, uh, we have a big weekend. Yeah, we're we going to be going to Brooks and Dunn tomorrow night. That's going to be fun. And then we are uh, coming back on Monday, so that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be a good plan. And you know what we'll do? We'll talk about the concert. Yeah, we then? will. Yes. Which one of their hit songs? Boot, Scoot and Boogie. Oh. Honky Tonk Man. Uh, my Maria. Okay. Oh, My Maria. That's a great song. Red Dirt Road. That's a great song, The too. list goes on and on. Love How that old group. are they? Like in their 60s? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Listen to this. You're going to love this. Can I wear like a flannel? For sure. Okay. Here we go. Sing it. Blues, good buggy. All right, that's All fun. Right, it's fun, right? Yeah. I got a good job. Probably going to pull some weeds this weekend, too. Just All right, thanks. The end of the thanks show. for letting us know. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Johnny Denver takes us away. Thank you to Zamboni. Thank you to Ellie for yeah. hour one. We've got the adventures of Bradley and Don. That's coming in next. And then LoJ from three to six after that. Weekly Dish and right. Katie K9 right, on the weekend. Right. Love you, long time.